All right. Welcome into the week nine edition of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast, where we take on the week and uh, talk about a little bit of our league. Welcome in the same co-host as normal. Zeke's not here with us tonight, but we still have Doug and Sean. How are you guys doing tonight? Thanks for joining. What up? What's up? Hey, we actually got a hello from Doug this time. I'm, I'm That's kind of exciting. He Man. actually does speak when he's not just trying to read stats. It's incredible. Yeah, read stats and watch basketball. Anyhow, other side. yeah, so let's jump right into it. The best thing you've seen all week. Normally, we are going to go with just how I see it. It's just going to be Doug first, Sean second, but I'm going to take over this because I'm really excited about this segment. Um, best thing I've seen all week was Christian Wilkins' defensive tackle for the Clemson Tigers taking in a handoff behind the other defensive 330-pound defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence for a touchdown. Best thing I've seen all week. Loved it. Get that guy the get that guy the ball behind center. Let him be let him be QB five for a week. Come on, was Davo. That, was that just a shot at Florida State because they talk so much trash? They called it the fridge package. He bothers he bothers the the coaches every week in practice about being a quarterback or a running back or anything he can do to get on offense. <laughs> so finally they said, finally, let's give him the fridge package. And that's literally what they named it. And gave gave it to him up the gut. Dude could have walked in, but instead he decided to take oh, the dive. It was wonderful. For me, I'll uh, I'll actually piggyback off uh, that same topic. Clemson, Florida State. For me, it's you know late in the third quarter. Game is pretty much over. They they flip to the stands, and there's an old guy sitting there, no shirt, just reading <laughs> a book. Hey, he's he was a professor, at, he, or is a professor at Florida State. Straight, there's the picture on the YouTube video. Just reading a book in the straight stands, up down straight fifty-two up to three. My like, did you hear his quote? I did not. So they actually found him and asked him. He's a professor at Florida State, and they asked him what he was doing. And he, he said he figured he'd be able to quiet or read a book in some peace and quiet if he went to the game. Ooh. <laughs> That's, well, my That's my favorite thing. I had something else until about an hour ago. Um, because if you guys are going to go Clemson be homers, I'll go the Browns and be a homer. But Jarvis Landry just posted a 15-second video of him dressed as the Black Pope dancing to Kirk Franklin's Do You Want a Revolution around his house. Nice. It's I'm amazing. Gonna I'm going to look that one up. It is everything you think it could be and should be. He just goes ham and even has a shot of his, I think his fiance. uh, just shaking her head at him because he's so ridiculous, which tells me Love this it. is not the first time. And I just think that Juice and I would hang out, be able to hang out and have a good time together. Bless him. Juice, if you're listening, I'll be there Sunday night. We should hang out. Bless I know him. he's probably a listener. Yeah, he totally is a listener. <laughs> Total, 100% listener. He's and He probably even subscribes. You never know. And I but, bet he'll rate it five stars as well. Sure. Yeah, my my favorite part of the, the guy with the, with the no shirt, Doug, to go back to that is – they panned over to him and he checked his watch and then went back to reading his book. I thought that was fantastic. I got another half an hour to get really into this last chapter. <laughs> that was wonderful. So um, just to recap a couple of, we're going to start off with one Hugh gone. See you later, Hugh Jackson. See you later, Todd Haley. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with the Browns offense being that, um, Kitchens is going to be the new guy calling plays, and he actually called week four in the preseason when the Browns housed the Lions. Steady Freddy. Week, week four but of the preseason, but I'm excited to see what he does, see if he keeps it creative. 
but also to recover to recap a couple of the trade deadline things that happens. Golden Tate goes to Philadelphia. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, are we going to talk about Hugh for a minute? Or are we going to come yeah, back let me, to it? Let What's me the get plan? there. Like, I'm going to re- okay. I'll recap everything and then you can give your thoughts. All right. So, um, one Golden Tate goes to Philadelphia, which Doug and I have already talked about once. I think that was a panic move as a as the line was coming down. Uh, Demarius Thomas goes to Houston. Um, help me out. What else? That, that was that was really about it when um, it came down to last. The Rams. Oh, the Rams, Rams. That's right. Dante Rams going to get Dante Fowler as an edge rusher. Um, I think that helps, but. Ha ha Clinton Dix as well as a huge trade to yeah, Washington, he, which I thought to the Redskins. Green Bay to Washington. Yeah, the Red, five and like two Redskins pick up a pick up a defensive back. So that, that helps them. Ha ha Clinton Dix. Um, but I did read a couple things. These guys tend to, usually these last minute deals tend tend to be guys who are um rentals. either unhappy with where they're at. A lot of rentals, a lot like Golden Tate is and he's in a half a year deal. Uh, we'll see where he goes back to. But, um, Sean, we'll go to you for first thoughts because I know you want to talk about Hugh. So I was a Hugh defender, um, but not because I thought he was good, but because I thought the thing the Browns were lacking for so long, now that they have a quarterback, uh, all hail Baker, is continuity. And I fear and fear, duh, that if they fired Hugh, that that was going to be a whole new staff, a whole new system, we finally have players, especially defensively, for the right kind of system. And I worried that if they clean house, it was going to be a total rebuild, not with just that, but with staff. And then we're going to have to get really lucky. You're going to bring in a college guy, which I still think may happen, but I don't think it's going to be Lincoln Riley. Um, I, those were my concerns, but it got to a point where you could tell something changed three weeks ago. After the, after the uh, Oakland game, uh, we came back, beat the Ravens, and then after that game, it just felt weird. The team didn't look like they were together. You could tell it was power struggle. There were Hugh was saying things like, I'm the head coach, um, which I've never had to get up in front of my staff and go, I'm the head pastor um, to show my authority. So I think anytime you have to go out of your way to affirm your authority to a group of people, that's bad news. Bad news. I, I will say I love that that Jimmy Haslam had some stones and got up and said, Hey, listen, we're after this thing to be a real deal, to be a real NFL team. And I'm not going to tolerate infighting because two guys can't get along. So I think the move to get rid of Haley was hard, but smart. And I think what Freddie kitchens is going to bring that I love is he's a Bruce Arians disciple and Bruce uses the heck out of his running back out in the flats and in splits and that's going to be a great thing for Duke Johnson, who needs the ball more. And Haley's offense just wasn't built for Duke Johnson to be effective. So I'm excited about that, especially against KC's defense, but we'll come back to that. Um, as far as the the trade, or one other thing I heard was someone reported that Baker uh, Mayfield was supposedly not going to miss Hugh very much, inferring that obviously he wasn't a fan of Hugh. Um, and I watched his... his uh, press conference a little while ago and i love what he said baker got up and he said listen uh we can throw in the towel or we can be a football team and we're going to see if this is a group of men or a group of just you know guys who want to get through the season and i think baker finally is a guy that's not gonna let that happen so i'm excited uh it's never good to fire a coach midway but i'm thinking it's going to be a good move long term um the only other thing i want to say is how is it possible that houston got better 
Houston is a great team, and I think they're going to make some more noise. They've won five in a row, and they just picked up another wide receiver. Holy Moses, they're well, doing the right thing. Will Fuller went down, and that was uh, that was a big thing too. So that's true. Uh, losing Will Fuller, they they needed a piece because Kiki Kuti or QT or whatever pronounce his name, he was not going to be a uh, the full time. I mean, I, I think Demaris Thomas is is needed. <clears throat> uh, using that's a guy not, like Will Fuller, so Demarius uh, Thomas was, is a big upgrade over Will Fuller. It was it Will was, Fuller's good, but yeah, man, I don't. Was, I uh, I think well, I think they're gonna miss Will Fuller bad. Like I, I just think Demarius Thomas at this point in, in his career is just dust. I'm, I'm he's played I'm there not, for a while. He doesn't have the speed yeah. that Will Fuller has, and uh, Deshaun Lon- Deshaun Watson likes to he likes to just really rip that ball deep if he can. But yeah. Demarius Thomas um, is a 50-50 ball king. Yeah, I mean, w- let, let, let's go back to the Hugh thing. Yeah, yeah, um, please. Let's, let's, let's hear what you got to say about Hugh. Is this going hard knocks? I know that's where Zeke would take it. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think, honestly, in some ways I feel bad for him because I think he inherited something that wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. You had Sashi come in, start to build something, then they bailed on him. And so it wasn't even like you could hang on to this identity of like, okay, we're in this kind of rebuild mode. We're going to keep acquiring draft picks, keep adding pieces. He kind of just, they all of a sudden decided like, oh, you know, we're going to abandon the plan, bring in John Dorsey, draft our quarterback, and we're ready to win now. And I think if, bringing in a guy like Todd Haley, who's always been a polarizing figure was never a good idea. I think he's a good offensive coordinator, but he, you know, didn't get along with people in Kansas city. He didn't get along with people in, in Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger couldn't stand him. So you bring him in and shocker, he doesn't get along with Hugh Jackson. So I think this next hire though, is going to determine whether or not the Browns are going into the, maybe not next year, but the 2020 season, either a legit contender in the playoffs or back to more of the same. Um, and I think it's all going to depend on, you know, how this hire shakes out. If, if it's an, if it's another bad hire, it's going to be another 10 year rebuild. Yeah. I well, think that it, it could be Greg original, Williams, man. It could I would be, be depend, depending would be on what he does. If that happens. Yeah. It, it, I would too. I think it, yeah, I, I was looking too. at something. I think it, the guy that they fired that I feel like should have never been fired, and this is going way back, um, when they give Rod Jadzinski, Rob Jadzinski one season, um, team seemed like it was coming out, offense was starting to perform, and then they fired Judd after one season. I I think he could have been a, a real change agent uh, for what Cleveland had going, and that just that's that sunk. That sunk the the uh, the franchise. Um, so they need to do something. They need to win now. They have pieces to win now. The problem was they need they need the coaching to win now. And I agree, Todd Haley. Um, where originally I liked the hire, but when when him and um, him and Hugh did not get along very well. Um, also, neither one of, none of those guys were John Dorsey's boys. Um, so I think, I, as much as I hate to say that. We'll see what happens with Greg Williams, but um, I think Dorsey's going to have to bring in his guy, and I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. No, I don't want Lincoln Riley. I don't want one of these guys who has spent a couple of years in college. It's managing a completely different um, 
it, it's it's completely different from college. Like I get it that schemes, you know, are are coming over and things like that, but that makes sense. But the the difference is you have to learn how to manage guys now that are making millions and millions of dollars, making more money than you are, uh, are older than you, and that's not something you have to deal with in college. So that's going to be an interesting an interesting fit. I just don't see. Um, I, I I just don't like the the Lincoln Riley idea. Because I just, one, I don't think he's ready to to make an impact in in the NFL at the NFL level yet. Uh, if you want to hear another good insight on that, go listen to the Tomahawk Show uh, about fifteen minutes in. I think um, Joe Thomas makes a a pretty good insight on that. But yeah, for um, me, I, I definitely would not go the college route either. I, I think that's unless it's a guy who has pro experience um you know even if it's just as a quarterbacks coach or running backs coach but has some nfl background kind of understands the dynamic of that i think it's just totally different um now i'd be completely interested in seeing um seeing a guy like lincoln riley as an offensive coordinator maybe now that i could probably get on board with what i'd love to see i've already mentioned this name to y'all uh the kansas city offensive coordinator eric beanie yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be a good hire. He he's obviously John Dorsey's going to have a relationship with him. He's been uh, he's been under Andy Reid for a long time. Uh, I think he's a guy to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I yeah. think that's going to be a great hire, and I think that'd probably be honestly between there and if they do go to college. I know there's a guy from Iowa State. A lot of people are talking about, um, but I'm I'm with you. I think going the college route is just not good for a team with a win now or win really soon roster, which is what I think the Browns actually have. Um, just mentality, not even roster, but mentality. Yeah, and, and I, there's a lot of guys who come up from college, and they, it seems like they kind of are a little too excited about being a first-time te- first NFL guy, and they hire their buddies, and it just doesn't go well for the first couple of years outside of like a Sean McVay. College, um, but well, even college he came pros, through NFL. So. Yeah, but college pros don't tend to go well. Like, I'm fine if he's young. Sean McVay, like you said, he came through the NFL. He came through the NFL. Yeah. He didn't come through college ranks. So I, I mean some, I just, I'm some nervous of the that best jump. some of the best coaches in college history haven't worked out at the NFL level. Nick I mean, they're, Saban. They're, Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban. Uh I mean, not even not just in the NFL. Think about Spurrier. in basketball too. Like Billy Donovan hasn't really worked out in the pros. Rick Patino didn't really work out in the pros. Like you it's know, a, it, it's a different thing. You're you're now managing guys who make millions of dollars right. compared but, to guys who make thousands of dollars but, or however else these boosters are going to pay them. But Rick Pitino did work out in the pimping game. Pimping ain't easy. <laughs> Damn straight he did. So Motorcycles so, and ladies and doing drugs. <laughs> mo- moving on. Um, anybody have a last, last second reaction to any, any of that before we jump into games? We need to no, get moving. I, I mean, on the trades, I, I don't think any of them are really even all that relevant. Like, I think they're more relevant for – the guys that they open up space for than they exactly. Are That's what I was going to say. Is I think that I think guys like uh, Kenny Galladay and yeah. Marvin Jones get get more valuable. Um, Sutton, I think Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton get more valuable. I think uh, Demarius Thomas the, actually takes a hit. All the Cortland Sutton. All the Cortland Sutton. I went to pick the, him up at, for, in all my leagues, and I couldn't get him in any of my leagues. He was already somebody to, already had him in our league. 
Billy. Yeah, one name to keep a can keep an eye on. Um, I mean, you wouldn't want to do this unless it was a really deep league or a dynasty league. But Brandon Powell, everybody thinks uh, that TJ Jones is going to take over that slot role in Detroit, and I think it's going to end up being Brandon Powell. He was active last week over TJ Jones, and, uh, and Golden well. Tate. Yeah, Golden Tate's had some good things to say about. I'm him actually right interested in Theo Riddick. I'm hearing may may end up moving the slot. Taking him out of the running back position yeah. and giving Carryon Johnson more touches in the backfield. Yeah, I think yeah, the problem. Is, I think he's just a trash panda. <laughs> so, anyhow, but yes, I, I agree. I think that the guys who moved become less valuable, and the guys that they opened up space for become a lot more valuable. So, um, Moving right along, let's get into the couple of games that we're going to cover. We're going to go Steelers, Ravens, Lions, Vikings, Falcons, Redskins, Rams, Saints, Packers, Patriots, and of course, Chiefs at Browns. Um, but we're going to start with the Steelers at Ravens. Doug, you're first on the list. Break it down for me. What do you see? Yeah, for me, I mean, I know uh, you and I talked about this a little earlier in the week. Um, and this game has a tendency to either be really low scoring or really high scoring. Two of the last four of these games have gone over 58 points with one of them being 77 points combined. Um, I think in this specific matchup at Baltimore, it's going to be on the lower uh, scoring end of that spectrum. I just don't really see how either of these teams move the ball. Um, on the other, Pittsburgh does you know a good job of limiting deep plays, which is where the Ravens want to kill you. Joe Flacco has attempted more passes 15-plus yards downfield than any quarterback in the NFL. Both teams have a stout run defense. I will take the home team with Baltimore here, but uh, I think it's going to be kind of a low-scoring, ugly 2017-type game. Yeah. Sean, what have you got? Yeah, I'm actually with Doug all the way until the very end there. Um, I think you nailed everything else about it, but – the one thing that gets me is that I don't think the Ravens are a good enough team to sweep the Steelers. I actually had picked the Ravens first and kind of waffled a little bit, um, but I just don't think they win twice in four weeks uh, against the Steelers. That's just too short of a time, and that is a rivalry because it's a rivalry and they hate each other. Um, so begrudgingly, I'm going to take the Steelers, but I think, like you said, Doug, 20-17, to 17, and it could be either one that kicks that last field goal. Yeah, Um so it's uh, a three-point spread towards Baltimore, uh, and it's got a, an over/under of forty-seven. With um, <laughs> that's um, what we called. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I'm kind of with uh, with Doug you, that I think it's going to be a. You were told run. there would be no math. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I'm kind of with with Doug on this. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Uh, I don't think John Brown gets very loose in this game, which is that's their deep play threat to, to Joe Flacco. But I don't think that um, Baltimore. Stop reading plays, my notes. I don't think um, Baltimore plays well in a um, in a low scoring affair. If they can't go deep, like like you said, Doug, with fifteen uh, sixty five uh, fifteen plus yard uh, downfield throws, which number one in the NFL. Um, I, I don't think they, they can find that that depth. I also don't think that their running game is very good, which Pittsburgh has a number two run defense in the NFL right now. Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to take this game in a low-scoring affair because I think that Pittsburgh just matches up against this Baltimore defense very well. So I don't think anybody has a huge game. I think James Conner 
Um, this is going to be one of his first that he rushes under 100 yards, but he still finds the end zone because they give him the ball inside the five. Hey, um, Tim, before we get too deep into picks, can we give everyone an update on where we're at with our picks uh, and the score? Because last week I, we had a really interesting week. I was going to do that at the end. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, just because, but we sure we can. Everybody went 11 and three last week. I don't have the final numbers tabulated. Um, last time I checked, I think Sean was in the lead by a game, um, two. two games. Doug was behind him. Uh, I was a game behind Doug and then Zeke was like five games behind me. Um, I don't have final numbers tabulated. I was going to get to that at the end when I had a chance to, to look into it though. Um, next up is lions at Vikings. Doug, what have you got for this one? Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings here. Both of these teams also play at a slow pace. Um, I think that Detroit's going to struggle running the ball in this game. Uh, Minnesota is fifth in the NFL in yards per carry allowed, Um, especially at home. uh, I I really think they do a good job slowing down the Detroit run game. I'll take the Vikings here. Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings as well. Again, Doug kind of hit all the points, but I want to point out the Vikings defense absolutely trashed uh, New Orleans last week, and the Lions have gotten weaker now with uh, Golden Tate being traded. Um, although I do think it's going to be good for Kenny Galladay down the line, uh, this is going to be a, a Vikings win at home in front of in front of their fans. Um, I do like the Vikings this week as well. I, I I don't think the Detroit's defense matches up well with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Um, they Detroit Lions did sign. Um, sorry, somebody's got a fan blowing in their microphone and it's distracting oh. me. Um, Fixed, my bad. So anyhow, uh, getting back into it, I, Detroit did sign Snacks, which I think helps them in trying to stop Latavius Murray uh, one week back in. But I think that the passing the passing attack of Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs is, is too much. This week, I think Adam Thielen goes over 100 yards again. I think he gets into the end zone. I also think Stefan Diggs goes over 100 yards. He gets into the end zone. I think Kirk Cousins has a fairly large game here. Um, I think it's going to end up being a little bit of a shootout because I think um, even with Golden Tate being out, I think it helps him go deeper down. I think they like to, uh, the Lions like to go more vertical. So it should be a fun game to watch, I feel like. But I'm going to go with Minnesota as well to take this one. Um I, I think they're going to go to hit the over, though. Uh, if I'm if I'm being honest, I just something tells me that Minnesota's defense is they're showing well, uh, well, but they ha- really haven't been as good as I feel like some of their some of their stats are showing. So next up, uh, Falcons at Redskins. Doug, what have you got for Falcons at Redskins? For me, I'm going to go with the Redskins here. Uh, the one thing that they are going to look to do in this game is control the game on the ground, slow it down, run the ball with Adrian Peterson, uh, use Chris Thompson in the pass game a little bit. I think they just, you know, really center their game plan around those two guys and Jordan Reed and end up getting a win here uh, in a, in a close game over Atlanta. Yeah. I'm with Doug on there. Uh, I think Washington, it's no laughing matter. They've got ha-ha Clinton Dix. But, um, and, uh, I mean, that rounds out them having two of the top five safeties in the NFL. That's going to take away the big 
Atlanta has, which is a passing game. Atlanta is horrific on defense of all these injuries. I don't think it's going to be close. I think this is going to be like a 34 to 10 game. Um, they're just going to absolutely get crushed by Washington. Washington is a sneaky good team. And people, enough people, I'm sorry, there aren't enough people talking about them um, just because of other teams in the league, but they're really, really dynamically good. And trading for Ha Clinton Dix uh, was not a reach. That was a, we're going to win now and we're going to go after it now. I think you're going to look at them maybe in the championship, um, in the division championship game. So, or conference championship game. I'm sorry. So wow. give me a Washington. There's a hot take. They're good, man. They're uh, good. They're real good. I'll, I'll take Washington in this too. It's kind of a pick em game, um, but it's because of defense. Do I, there's zero chance that I think they hold Atlanta to 10 points. Um, there's not. So one of the, what'd you say? There's not a 0% chance because it hasn't I happened just, yet. I just don't see it happening. So Matt Ryan, Watch I will it. say, is, is a different guy on the road. Um, he has been at home. He's been obviously really good, but on the road, he's been QB 24 and QB 19 in each of his starts on the road. But Washington is, has allowed a top 12 score or a 300-yard passer in each of the past five games. I know they signed HaHa Clinton Dix. I get that. But they're Atlanta's still going to get – they've got a ton of weapons – they're still going to get their points. Uh, I do think Washington wins this one in the end, and I think it's because of defense. Um, but Adrian Peterson has somehow pushed father time away and said that I'm going to continue to be one of the best running backs in the league and I'm going to continue to torch. Um, and teams like Atlanta, who are really bad on defense, really bad with rushing defense, and are just eaten up with injuries. Uh, I, I think this is another game where Alex Smith throws for – under 200 yards, maybe under 250 yards, just because they have nobody to throw to. Um, On Atlanta's defense? But uh, Alex, they just have uh, – Washington has no weapons to throw to. Um, I think Washington wins, but I don't see – I see it being a little closer. I see it ending on maybe a um, – I see it ending on maybe a Washington, Washington Hail Mary stop kind of thing. I don't, I don't see them holding Atlanta to a team like an offense like Atlanta to 10 points. Um, but I, I do, I will go with the Redskins there. So the, the next game we're going to get into, I think, is my favorite of the week. I think this is everybody's favorite of the week. Game is, of the week. Yeah. Rams at Saints. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Doug, break it down. Yeah. For me here, uh, the, the one thing that the Saints, well, no, I don't want to say the one thing because their defense has been improving since the first week or two, but they really defend the run well. And obviously Gurley is in a class of his own when it comes to uh, running backs in the league right now. But I think that they're going to be able to limit him a little bit, force some dump-off throws. Um, it will be big to get Cooper Cup back this week. I saw he practiced in a limited fashion today. So we'll see if he actually plays. He's supposed to play, they said. Yeah, so I mean – if he plays, obviously that'll help if he's actually healthy. Um, but either way, I think uh, the Saints are going to be able to limit them a little bit. They're going to be able to put up some points on a Rams defense that when they don't get pressure on the quarterback can really be had. Uh, you Very know, much so. Marcus Peters is just way one of the most overrated players in the league. Um, and I think the Saints really tear them up here and – 
win this game pretty handily at home. Man, this was the game I was like, I'm going to get Doug and Tim and Zeke on this one. Um, oh, by the way, I have all Zeke's picks, and I forgot to look at them all. Uh, I, I'm i going to make a pick and then say something about it, which is how we do all these things. I don't know why I thought that was different. Um, I think it's going to be the Saints as well at home. I think the Saints are going to be incredibly ready for this, and I'm going to be straight with you. If the Rams win this game, the Rams go 16-0. and but the Rams are in a really hard stretch of four games, and I think this is the game where there's the only game on the road. Um, it's going to be in a dome and a, just different. I think you nailed it. The Saints have the ability to hold Todd Gurley down a little bit, so I am also going Saints. Uh, Zeke chose the Rams here, by the way, and I'll give an update on the other two games once I find them on here. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this is going to be fun. Uh, I just, it's going to, I feel like it's going to be a high scoring affair. I agree. New Orleans defense is going up and this is why I picked new Orleans as well. New Orleans defense is going up. The Rams defense while they've added a run stopper is going down and they're very beatable through the air. Um, I don't think Mark Ingram has a good game. I actually think Mark Ingram has probably, um, probably one of his worst games of the year against this new, against this Los Angeles defense. Because they're becoming a run stopping defense, with, especially with the with the the news the trade that the, that they just put through. Um, I think Kamara can get loose on the outside. I think uh, guys like Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods have very good games. This should it should be a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, I think it comes very close. I think the the total what the over under is sixty. Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans because I think that they are able to. I mean, nobody's going to bottle up Todd Gurley, right? Um, but they're going to be able to stop a little bit of the run game. I think they have better backers. Um, I just think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Two off, two very, very high-powered offenses. Two teams that I think can both go all the way. Uh, this it should be a lot of fun to watch. But like I said, I think that uh, I think the Rams take this one in the end. So, quick update: Zeke is with you on the Rams. Oh, no, no, um, I, I meant Saints. I meant Saints. Okay, no. that's what I thought. Okay, so Zeke is taking the Rams as opposed to all of us. He is taking the Vikings as well, and he's taking the Redskins. But I want to show this to you, Zeke. I love you. But Zeke did not pick anyone for the Steelers or Ravens. You'll notice no one is circled there. So Come just on, wanted Zeke. that to be stated so that Get there better. was no confusion. Get better. Um, that's that's where Zeke's at. So he, he actually, can he can always just text us that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually pains me to take this the Saints in this game, but I just think the Saints are in are going in one direction, and while the rate while the Rams are still good, uh, and they're one of the best teams, I just think that the Saints are they're getting better as time goes, um, and that's a scary thing for a team like them. So last, well, not last but not least, um, a Packers at Patriots. This should also be a fun game. You know, Rodgers at Tom Brady. Doug? Uh, yeah, to be honest, I haven't really had a chance to look too much at, at this game uh, in particular yet. But uh, my I don't even know what the spread is, actually. But I, I would lean... Six and a half. Six yeah. and a half to New England. Yeah, I, I would lean heavily to New England here. I think, obviously, the you'll see the Packers put up some points. They'll do a lot of... Uh, they'll hit a lot of dump-offs against that... Patriots defense has kind of been, but don't break until they get in the red zone. Um, and you'll see Rodgers pick up some yards, but I think in the end, the 
Patriots are just playing so well right now. And the way they're using James White, he, he's one of the most uncoverable players in the league right now. It's unbelievable. Um, James White's getting like 15 targets a game and a couple of, and a, and a, an extra couple of touches. So, Sean, go ahead. <sighs> James White, if only you were in Cleveland. But we have Duke Johnson. Anyways, I digress. Um, listen, Cleveland is going to use him. <laughs> not, well, maybe now. Um, this is just not going to be a game outside of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to keep it somewhat respectable, but New England is at home. Um, it's a, is it a Sunday night game? Is that correct? I lost it on my thing here. Yes. Yes, I believe it is. Um, so Sunday night, uh, I just don't think in New England, like Brady doesn't not show up. That's a thing. Um, and Josh Gordon is getting more familiar with the offense. They just got, uh, some great players. I, this is going to be a, a, a Pats win, and I don't think it's going to be as close as people wish it or think it should be. Also, yeah, Zeke, uh, Zeke took the Pats as well. Yeah, the, the Patriots are, are a different team at home. They're averaging four offensive touchdowns per game at home, uh, just one point in on the road. I think that's what makes this game. Tom Brady does not lose at home. Um, uh, Patriots are... The Packers are averaging 8.8 yards to go on third downs this season, which is the most in the league. Um, they're giving themselves too far to go. I think Aaron Jones, uh, I, maybe they're starting to use him a little bit more as they um, as they got rid of Ty Montgomery and his bumbling, fumbling butt. Uh, I think James White has a big game, and I'm going to go with uh, TFB and the, and the Patriots as well. So. I just like to point out, um, Doug and I are having a little miscommunication here. I just, I love how much you're enjoying that tequila, Doug. It's just, it's, it's, just really throwing it down and like you know, turning and dropping it. It looks so pretty with all the ice in it. I'm, just, I'm glad you're having a good time right now. I, I am, buddy. Thank you. Thir- <laughs> thoroughly enjoying. So, I, I got this this podcast going on. I've got the Pelicans Warriors game in the background. It's life. Go Pelicans. Go Pelicans. <laughs> Go Pelicans. Yes. Who's winning? Warriors. Uh, it just started. Speaking of which, turning back the clock, Derrick Rose scored 50 points tonight. I saw that. I just got what? 50 points for Derrick Rose. I'm surprised he didn't tear something doing it. In moderately related news, the Cavaliers won their first game yesterday. Hey, right. One and right. six, baby. God, they're terrible. They may get, get Zion. Over many. Just get Zion. So, oh my gosh. Um, Anyhow, moving on now. Yep. So we all take the Patriots on that one. Uh, they're playing good football, especially at home. Um, Chiefs at Browns. Doug, I'm going to skip you here. You wanted me to skip you last week. I'm going to do it again. Why not? Give me, Sean, give me a little bit of your of your homerism at the Chiefs at Browns. Since you'll be there. Oh, well, thanks for ruining the surprise. Uh, I was I was going to be dead set and say, you know, I'm a fan. Um I'm not picking against my team, and I was going to pick the Chiefs, but Daddy's going to be at the game. Give me the brownies, baby! Woo! <laughs> a less complex offense, and just the fact that Sean Guy is going to be in the stadium, willing on Baker Mayfield to victory. Give me the boys, and here's what I'll say: every every championship team loses one game they never should. Smile down on us, Lord. It's time for the Browns to win one, baby. Give I would me love, Cleveland. Cleveland. I would love nothing more for Cleveland to win this game. 
Doug, it's going to be ahead. ugly. 31 to 34. Ah! I'll tell you what, Sean. It may, it may be misguided, but I genuinely appreciate your just unwavering support of your team. <laughs> unwavering support. <laughs> this guy will gladly, I mean, even if he had to, take 16 losses in the picks competition. Just All of them. To, just to just, pick the Browns. Just he to could pick get, the Browns. He could put the you know 85 it. Bears up against up against the Browns. He's like, Browns all Taking the way, Cleveland. baby. Taking Browns Cleveland. all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, for me, uh, this is unfortunately going to not be uh, Al Saunders or Greg Williams or whoever took over. Greg his Williams. First. Greg, Greg Williams. Williams uh, going to be their first win. Uh, this is just too good of a spot for the Kansas city offense. I mean, what they do well is get the ball out, get it in their, uh, their playmakers hands and let them go to work. Cleveland has always struggled against the tight end. You're not going to have, I mean, from my opinion, unfortunately for the chiefs, not going to have Joe Schobert playing this weekend. And Kelsey's a, Kelsey's a Cleveland boy. So he's coming and playing in front of all his friends and family. Kelsey is not only coming to play this week, he is going to be my start of the week. Uh, I think he Ooh, is just in a, a total, total smash spot. And total. you have Tyree Kill, a little banged up. You're going to have Denzel Ward uh, seeing a lot of Sammy Watkins this week. Um, so, speaking of really? which. Do you think he'll take be... Sammy over? He'll, he'll cover Sammy over Hunt? Or, uh, Tyreek uh, might, uh, Tyree Tyree might not play. He'll might I mean, not play. Yeah, he may not really? play. And they I must have missed that. They move him around so much that, uh, I mean, I don't. I've not seen Denzel Ward chasing guys into the slot a ton this year. He's he's yeah, mostly he stayed out wide. So yeah. Um, but on a, on a positive note, he is real good. Like I, I did not yet. think that was a good pick when they made it, but uh, I stand corrected on that one. He is he is legit. Yeah, he's the second um, highest graded rookie from by PFF after uh, the guy from the Colts and um, before Baker Mayfield. Just before Baker he's, Mayfield. He's so. Denzel Ward is he is unbelievably good. He's been super good uh, this year. I think he does a lot with uh, with Sammy Watkins. But Mahomes is the first quarterback to throw four more touchdown passes in three straight games since Drew Brees in 2011. Um, the Browns have trailed on 55.9 percent of the off- offensive snaps. Um, defense has been on Cleveland's defense has been on on the field a league high 616 snaps this season including penalties and a league high 356 of those have come in the in the second half um the browns are tired their their defense is tired um we just they just don't have we just don't have enough weapons to keep up with a team like Kansas City i wish that i i mean obviously i wish i could say it otherwise um Eight and a half point spread with Kansas City giving eight and a half, obviously. Um, Why is it obvious? I think Baker Mayfield has, I think he can have a good day. Uh, Jarvis Landry has to have a good day, but Kansas City has been shutting down uh, slot receivers pretty, pretty heavily. Travis Kelsey is averaging 6.1 catches with 90 yards per game with 9.1 targets per game. Um, This, all signs point to Kansas City in this game, and I would love, 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 love for the Browns to win this. A la what 2011 when they went into New Orleans and spanked Drew Brees and the and the Saints. 
2012 when they spanked New New England right after that. So 2009 um, or whatever it was when they spanked the Giants after they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, the problem was Kansas City. Those couple wins over the last decade really stand out, don't they? Oh my gosh! It's it's (laughs) shut up, man. It's so bad. Listen, with that, here's the changes. The Chiefs are going to win. New coaches, new coaches. That's fine. Less complex plans. If if there's any time for Cleveland to surprise a team, it's going to be this week. It it would be this week, but I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. It's going to be a rough, uh, a hard road to hoe, as they say. But yeah, hey, this hot take brought to you by Bullet Bourbon. Bullet, hit me up. Yeah, Bullet, give a sponsorship. Why not? Uh, And whatever tequila Doug's drinking. So. As we move on and get the rest of the games out of the way, Oakland oh, and, and Zeke, Zeke to Casey. Yeah, figured so. Oakland at San Francisco. Doug, um, what you got? I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Uh, I think they're going to be able to control this game, running the ball. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name that's going to start this week if uh, Beat Hard can't play, but he had a wrist injury. Uh, <laughs> fitting uh this week and was not able to practice um so it doesn't look like he's gonna start but this other kid has been with them for two years i think yeah he's been with them for two years now and uh i think they're gonna control the game on the ground get the win here yeah Derek carr's not losing to a third string quarterback a third string running back it's just not happening i'm taking oakland zeke's taking san francisco Derek carr is still Derek carr and Muscle Hamster is running the ball now. That's not a huge drop-off from Lynch. Who, yeah. by the way, I'd like to say, I said Lynch was going to have a good season and be a difference maker, and he was until he got hurt. Until he got hurt, so you were wrong. Um, I was right. He got hurt. You were wrong. He's not going to have a good year. Uh, anyhow, I'm going to take Oakland. I'm taking Oakland in this as well. He had a good, uh, he had a good six games. Um, had a good first that's half. That's not, not a year. And he also didn't make it the first half. Anyway, I'm going to take Oakland in this one. So good play. They they showed something last last week. Uh, I think they got better losing Cooper, which is surprising. Um, Chicago at Buffalo, Doug. Chicago. Sean. Yeah, it's the Peterman show, which tells me Chicago. And since uh, Doug went ahead and put his uh, start of the week out, I'll do the same. Uh, start your Chicago defense special teams because it might be the highest scoring point total you've ever seen from a defense, especially if you're in our league. Um, But Chicago is going to just run crazy on, on them. It's going to be ugly. I don't think Peterman makes it out of the half. So one thing to note though, they did just sign Matt Barkley. I I wonder, I wonder if the bills are even going to hardly pass the ball in this game. Like this may be one of those games where they come out. And they just do everything possible to avoid throwing the ball, um, which would limit the Bears' opportunities to put up de- uh, defensive fantasy points. So one other thing I'm, I meant to mention. That's a good point. It, uh, Buffalo's offense has failed to score a touchdown from their side of the 50 when they started the possession in 50 straight possessions. Oh, my gosh. That, that's good, right? That is, that, is, that that is good? staggering. Is that good? Yep. <laughs> that, that's staggering. It's amazing. 50 possessions they haven't Bad. scored from half the field. 50 straight possessions that started on their half of the field, they have not scored a touchdown. That's I mean, bad. That's like four and a half games. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. So, so with that being wow. said, I'm going to go Chicago. I'm going to say that Chicago wins this going quite handily. So let's go. Uh, like that's one yeah. of the best statistics you've ever put out, by the way. That is like yeah. that is jaw-dropping. 
So wow. Jet, Jets at Dolphins. Uh, Zeke's many, taking the Dolphins. Oh, sorry. Is Zeke take? I'm guessing Zeke's taking the Bears. So, he's actually taking Buffalo. It looks like. No, I'm just kidding. You're a liar. He's, taking the, he's taking the Bears. Uh, I'm gonna God. go with the. I'm gonna go with the Jets here. I uh, my my hopes and dreams of them being a playoff team are not looking very dwindling. dwindling. But I'm I'm gonna hang on for one more week. Sean, uh, give me <laughs> give me and Zeke the Miami Brock Osweilers. I'm in. Give me the Dolphins, baby. I'm with you. I'm in. I was gonna feel stupid doing it all by myself, but give me all the Dolphins here. So yeah, uh, he's gonna make enough throws that are terrible, but also just good enough. Just uh, where they're gonna enough. score some points. Kenny Stills for a TD this week. Kenny Stills is not playing this week. Kenny Stills for the bench this week. <laughs> Devontae Parker for a TD this week. There you go. Two. Uh, okay. Let's see. We got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Doug. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carolina here. The, the Tampa Bay defense just can't stop anybody at all. Awful. Um, Cam uh, Newton think, for a smash spot. Thanks, Sean. I think, I think Cam has a big week this week. Unfortunately, I I know I gave you crap, but I actually had a bid in for him too. And you <laughs> me. How much did you bid? How much did you bid? Uh, to be honest, I can't remember. Maybe six bucks. Oh, like my original bid was going to be nine, but sure, I went him at eleven. Yeah, oh, I think is, you did eleven. So, that is yeah, so I think satisfying. I that is so I, satisfying. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to give you the satisfaction, but. <laughs> Love it, Sean. Go ahead with uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina. Oh, Sean. oh sorry. yeah, I had blocked that entire conversation out of my head because I dropped Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm not worried about it. So, it's Tampa Bay, Carolina. Which one you got? Give me, give me Zeke and I both are in agreement here. Give us Carolina. Uh, Carolina yeah. really good, they're playing out of their minds. Tampa Bay is not really good, and as we've seen. Fitz magic ends at some point, although that was an incredible comeback against the Bengals that he left. This, this is a game I'm going to watch. <clears throat> yeah, I but, can't wait to watch Fitz magic, but I'm taking I Carolina as well. Is is Jameis done in Tampa Bay? Do they take oh, 100%. for a quarterback? 100. percent He's done. See you later, alligator. They're dropping it. I mean, he, what he, happened in New York? Well, oh, here's I'd love to see them in, in a giant. That'd be fantastic. I mean, I mean he he's going to get. He's gonna get have to get traded to somebody because uh, they already picked up his team option for next year, which is twenty million dollars for next year. So they they're locked into that money for next year. They're gonna have to move him somewhere. You know, it's almost like if they could have had a something and it would have happened to tell them it could be character risk. Hmm. That's not even character risk. He just likes to throw interceptions in a lot of them. Um. (laughs) <laughs> Eat that W, baby. Eat that W. <laughs> that was a oh, gross sound. I want you to know that. What the world's going on over there? Doug's over there eating the W. Um, gross. Oh, gosh. If, 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 it. if you're listening to this podcast and you have an opportunity to go watch it on YouTube, you need to watch I'll it on post YouTube. It. I'll make sure I post it and I'll put it on our Twitter. Oh, my um, God. So you guys can see Doug eat a W. Um, Houston at Denver. Doug, take yourself off mute and give us Houston or Denver. Uh, I am going to go with man. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I'm going to go with Houston. Go with my boy Deshaun to come through, get the dub. 
But I think this is going to be a close game. I really don't ever like picking teams in in close games at mile high, but um, I'm going to do it because Deshaun always always Deshaun and Demarius Thomas. Yeah, and Nuke, come on, yeah, I'm going to take Houston along with uh, with Zeke as well. But I do think you might be on with something. I wonder how healed uh, Deshaun is from that rib and lung injury, and especially in mile high. I've never been to Denver. I want to go soon, but um, I wonder how much harder it is to breathe when you're running like crazy in that so stadium. I was, I was there last summer, and the first day I got there, again, I was up in the mountains a little bit, but it was during the summer, and I went for a run the first day I was there. made it about a quarter mile, and I was like, oh, man, this is different. Really? That much? Time to go back to the hotel? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was that. It was significant. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Houston's riding a high with their new trade, their new uh, their new piece. I think their defense is good. I think Case Keenum is no good. Uh, I'm going Houston at Denver. Uh, Houston to take this one at Denver. Worth uh, noting though, we all picked Houston. Denver is a one point favorite in this game. Yeah, I saw Great, that. Great, so they're to pick them, and they get they're getting the point because they're a home team. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'll go yeah. with Houston. Um, Los Angeles at at Seattle. This one could be fun. Doug, uh, I'm actually gonna go with the Chargers here. I, I don't know if they're favored or not, but uh, I just like the way that that offense is running right now. I think the defense is starting to get a little healthier once they get Bosa back. Uh, you're gonna see a different team. So I'll, Seattle I'll take is the- actually getting a point. Uh, they're giving a point and a half. So Seattle is favored by one and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I'll take the Chargers here. So Zeke is taking Seattle. I'm going to begrudgingly take the Chargers, but I have a very interesting uh, statistic to note, which is the main issue that I'm having here. You're not going to believe this when I say it, but I promise it's true. Russell Wilson has never, never lost at home to an AFC team. He's 12-0. and 0. Yeah, he'll be twelve and one after this week. After the Chargers go in there and um, I hope so. That's my and pick. throw all over that that defense. Uh, that'll be it'll be a fun game. I just think Los Angeles is better all the way around. Seattle is actually, if you don't, if you recall that when we first talked about Seattle, I thought they were going to be like a two and fourteen style team, just not good. But they have found a running game with Chris Carson. Um, not Rashad Penny. Not Rashad Penny. Um, but the difference is Russell Wilson is not, he's not running the ball. He is throwing the ball and he's throwing a touchdown every 11 passes. Historically, he throws a touchdown every 17 passes. So he's in for some regression. Um, I'm going with Los Angeles in this one. I just don't think Tyler Lockett can continue his, his touchdown pace. Um, so I'm going with chargers. Uh, last but not least is Tennessee at Dallas. Doug. Uh, give me Dallas here. There's just not enough on that Tennessee side to uh, make me want to go there. The Dallas defense is playing really well. They're going to run the ball well with Zeke. Um, give me Dallas. Yep. Yeah, me, me too. Kyle Vander Esch is the real deal, and Zeke is also taking Dallas, his hometown team. Yep, give me Dallas. Um, Amari Cooper scores a touchdown this week, his first week in a Cowboys uniform. Um. Lock of the week, Doug. Who's your lock of the week? Travis Kelsey. I've got him. Well, that for... was your start of the week. So what do make a lock, lock of the uh, week? A game. Uh, Kansas Don't City Chiefs. Don't you dare! Oh, come <laughs> on. Such a you... Yeah, let's pick the one with the huge spread. Well, I mean, 
my my uh my start of the week last week was James Conner. My start of the week two weeks before that was Melvin Gordon. I mean, we got a theme going here. Yeah, you're yeah. picking on. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. Really, I do. Uh, Sean, come back next week and make you eat crow. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Good luck with it. You said that last time. Still waiting on that phone call. Yeah, yeah. Lock of the week, Sean. Yeah, lock of the week's Houston. I know you guys said it was a close game, but Demarius Thomas. Look at you taking a risk. I'm proud of you. My lock of the week is the Miami Dolphins. I'm not done. Okay. Demarius Thomas is getting uh, is getting recognized in Denver during the game, and all that's going to do is make him play twice as hard. So Deshaun Watson has Thomas and New Hopkins to throw to. Uh, I know Fuller is going to be missed, but I think that I think Thomas is an upgrade at least for this year over Fuller. Uh, give me Houston. All right. So, so let's quickly dive into that. Why Why do you think that he is an upgrade? I mean, I think he's a significant downgrade over Will Fuller. Because Deshaun Watson does a lot with great ball placement, but he um, it's also it throws a lot of 50-50 balls, which is why New Hopkins continues to make unbelievable throws. And now he can do that on both sides. New Hopkins makes great catches, not throws. That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry. Um, you know what I meant, though. But uh, but now he can do on both sides of the field and use really anyone underneath. And I think that's going to be a big benefit to him because that's going to split the safeties. And if you have your tight end coming out um, and your free safety is coming up or strong safety is coming up to cover your tight end, that's going to open one half of the field. And typically your other safety will be doubling New Hopkins, which is going to leave uh, Demarius Thomas open on sidelines for 50-50 balls. And he's just great at that. So I think – uh, I think honestly that Deshaun's going to go up in production, and you're going to see more touchdowns, and you're going to see 50 or 60 more yards a game. Uh, Will Filler's great, and he's a burner, but he's got to take the top off of a defense in order to make a big a big deal. And he did last week. Um, unfortunately, he's hurt. But uh, I, I think Demarius Thomas, for what Watson's style is, and the teams that they're going up against with safeties, um, and the way that they play, especially Denver. Uh, Roby's going to be all over one side of the field, and that's going to be with Nuke. It's not going to be with Demarius Thomas. Yeah, see, I, I think uh, that that field-stretching element that they've had with Fuller is they're going to miss that big time. And, I mean, Demarius Thomas, he has a great size. He may be great in the 50-50 game, but oh, they've – Den- Denver has always used him as more of an underneath guy, kind of catch and run guy. Like, I mean, you'll remember the Tebow play in the playoffs, you know, slant, and he takes it to the oh, house. I remember that. That was yeah. against Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, that was that was amazing. Yeah, that was a great. But game. anyways, it, it'll be interesting to see how they how they use him. I was just curious what you had to say. But, and I'm yeah. I'm well aware I could be just as wrong as I am right. I just Tamaris Thomas is like a takeover game kind of guy, and I think that's a benefit for Watson. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Um, I just think Will Fuller is a different kind of receiver, and that's why I think it's a it, it, Demarius Thomas isn't Will Fuller. Um, I'm going with Miami as my lock of the week. The Dolphins are taking this one lock of the week. Uh, my start of the week is Devin Funchess. I think that uh, Cam Newton. We have all talked about him being in a smash spot. I think Devin Funchess goes for 125 and two this week. Uh, mark it down here. Kevin Funches has a big game. Funches, the wide tight end. Well, he still did it. He's better than Kelvin Benjamin, the fat wide receiver. Um, <laughs> so, anyhow, that was a that was anything else on on those before we get into the League of Ordinary Gentlemen scoreboard. Give me that W in the three three zero this weekend. 
Give me that W. Hi. All right. Let's go eat it. Let's go eat it. All right. So uh, those are your locks and the starts of the week. So let's get into a recap of week eight in the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. We start from the bottom and work our way up. Um, too hot for tw- <laughs> too hot for twats. Trust the process. Uh, goes and, and takes on a newly renamed Falling Like Sean Stone and, and Jeff House in this one. Uh, Kirk Cousins helps to help Zeke and trust the process when 108.6 to 91, 23.7 out of, out of Kirk Cousins, 27.8 out of, out of uh, Joe Mixon, and 20 points out of the Patriots defense, 16 out of his kicker. The rest of his team is meh, but he still gets to win 108.6 to 91 as uh, Jeff House has started a tailspin after losing to the deplorables in week seven. Um, he gets 16.9 out of Aaron Rodgers, 17.6 out of Christian McCaffrey, 13.7 out of Julian Edelman, 15.5 out of Marquise Goodwin. Um, not a whole lot of great things going on. He's just riddled with injuries. Uh, he also had Melvin Gordon on a bye. Leonard Fournette's hurt. Mel, uh, Matt Ryan was on a bye. Look for them to try to bounce back in week nine. Moving up to, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, taking it to the house over the green team. I think we all saw this one coming. Mitch Trubisky goes for 25.9, and that's about the whole story for the green team. Fuller Fuller and Watkins had the games of their career this week. Um, They both happened to be on the team um, to crush the green team. Will Fuller has actually been having a fairly good. I mean, he went 19, he's gone 19, 18, 10, had a couple of down weeks, then back to 24, had a big game with 124 and one for, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Um, a very costly game for him as he tears his ACL and hits the IR. But Stefan Diggs goes for 19.9, Devontae Adams for 15. Patrick Mahomes is the human cheat code at 29 points, and then Sammy Watkins getting 24.7. Game of his career. We saw this one. We saw this one coming from a mile away. The green team. Uh, they're going to be holding a trophy at the end of the year, and it's not going to be the championship trophy. Um, it's not. This is a game. The next one is the one that I'm telling you guys here for the beer is making a turnaround as they put a as they put a one fifty six point six up against Khalil Mack and those guys um, and Bill Baker. So Billy Falls, they, they both go to three and five, but here for the beer runs, 26.5 out of Jared Goff, 20.4 out of Antonio Brown, 30.6 out of Adrian Peterson. Um, and he's still got some pieces on his bench. I, I like what he's doing. Deshaun Watson goes for um, 36 for Deshaun Watson, 21.2 out of DeAndre Hopkins. As he gets a respectable 124, but he's playing guys like Corey Clement uh, in, a, in his flex territory. AP, um, all day. All, all day. All, all day is, uh, is really helping here for the beer. Salvage a season as he goes to three and five and drops Billy back to, I believe, the, uh, the ninth spot in the league. Uh, this is one that I call deplorables taking the L to Ezekiel 25-17. Deplorables ride a 12.8 out of Jameis Winston as they put up 133.4, but they do get 29.5 out of Todd Gurley, 29.9 out of Mike Evans. Adam Thielen continues to do his thing, um, but cannot overcome a 
four out of Andrew Luck, a 28.9 out of Marlon Mack, out of all people, um, and 21.6 out of Tyler Boyd, 15.6 out of out of Vito Beckham. As Ezekiel 25-17 moves to five and three, further jam-packing the, uh, the top of the standings as they go 133.4 to 143.6. There's not a bigger up-and-down team in our league than Ezekiel 25-17. They're a roller coaster of a fantasy team. Um, yeah, I, but they're, they're, they're good. Uh, and like I said, I, I think that they're going to continue to continue to move in the right direction. I think they got the right pieces. Um, biscuit in your pants next up puts the shellacking on bless them. 126.9 to 58.8 as Sean hides behind a brown paper bag face. Three. Uh, Three. You know what three is? That number right there is? That's how many touchdowns my entire team scored. Including it's also the number of points your kicker puts up. And also, it's almost half of what you, of what your quarterback put up. Drew Brees goes for a 6.8. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 14.6. Uh, Sean McCoy, 9.5. And, and that's pretty much um, what you get out of the Blessum as uh, 58.8. Biscuit in your pants puts up. Doesn't have a... I mean, they have a respectable week with a couple of guys. They had a big game out of James Conner, which I think was uh, Doug's start of the week. Thanks a lot, Doug. Um, nothing more to say here other than Blessum goes to three and five, tied for seventh. Three games back in the lead, three and five. I wish Zeke was here. <clears throat> I All right. He said- I told you, buddy. Love you. So let's let's jump let's jump straight into into next week. Uh, Brother battle, Khalil Mack and those guys welcome in Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen went and picked up Ryan's Fitzmagic, and they've got a ton of bye weeks. Everyone on their bench is on a bye. OBJ, Golden Tate, Zach Ertz, Tyler Boyd, Marlon Mack, Andrew Luck. They. They aren't even filling a full team. They don't have a tight end. Um, Khalil Mack and those guys running out to Sean Watson, Mike Ingram, um, Philip Lindsay, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Cortland Sutton, Vance McDonald, Kenyon Drake. Uh, I'm going – I don't even know. I kind of want to pick Ezekiel 25-17, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Khalil Mack and those guys. I'm going back in those guys. Oh, my goodness. They're vastly, vastly under on their projections. Cortland Sutton's going to have a big game. Deshaun Watson's going to have a big game. Philip Lindsay's going to have a big game. Nuke Hopkins is going to have a big game. And as I said, Chicago is going to score a bajillion points in their defense. This is going to be not even close. Yeah, yeah. going to be hard for uh, Khalil Mack and those guys not to uh, win this matchup here. White yeah. of the floor. Uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Crush of the week. They can't even. They can't even fill an entire. They can't even fill a team. Honestly, if I'm Dan, I don't even think I pick up a tight end. I think I just let it ride. No, I just let is. the W happen. Yeah. Let me let let the L happen. Take my L. You know, if go home. Yep. It it is what it is. He's got nobody on his bench that's worth dropping because they're all starters next week. Um. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson welcomes in the newly renamed Falling Like Sean Stone and Jeff House. Sean, uh, I know you want- 
Uh, or, sorry, you, go you, ahead, Doug. You, sorry, you left out the league leading. Sorry, Miss Jackson. League leading. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. I wonder who that owner is. No, I don't know. He's a real idiot. He's a real jerk, though. <laughs> um, so this is an interesting play. He, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson is taking advantage of the Patrick Mahomes and Sammy Watkins stack. Um, Jordan Howard at Buffalo. I think Jordan Howard's bad. I think I'm sorry, Miss Jackson's running backs are in a really rough place um, with Jordan Howard and Chris. He had to pick up Chris Thompson uh, with David Johnson on a bye, smartly sitting, smartly sitting Alex Collins. Um, but he's got George Kittle, who loves fantasy owners, Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs. Um, going against Matt Ryan, going against falling like Sean Stone, he's, he's got uh, Matt Ryan, Chris McCaffrey, questionable Melvin Gordon, a questionable Julian Edelman, a questionable Jordan Reed, Marquez Vandling, Valdez Scantling, sorry, in his flex, uh, and then the Browns defense going against Kansas City. I'm going, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, to uh, continue the winning ways. Give me rising like Sean Stone. Mahomes is going to be average this week. He's going to have two interceptions, which are going to be off of deep balls that get tip drilled. And Matt Ryan is going to be behind, as I said, the whole time, scoring 10 points. He's going to throw up like 400 yards. Maybe he scores like 15. I don't know. Now, Sean, you know that uh, if Mahomes throws two interceptions – but he throws for 350 yards and six tu- six touchdowns. That's still a good game, right? Yeah, but Cleveland's defense is not going to allow that to happen. Mm. I wish I had the same sentiment. I really do. I really wish I had the same sentiment. I don't. Um, Mahomes, gosh, Mahomes is just so he's a he's a freaking cheat. I say he's going to have an average game. He's going to put oh. up 20 points. He's just a cheat code. I think he puts up 30. I actually um, thought about uh, trading him earlier in the season. But I don't know that what I would get in return is even worth the, like just lock in twenty five points every week. You know, lock it, it's ridiculous. I yeah. wish like if I if I would have known you were even open to trading him, I would have I would have gone after him. Yeah, he's the most valuable guy outside of Todd Gurley. Oh my gosh, he's so good. I mean, even maybe maybe even more than Melvin Gordon because he's just that good. Yeah, because if you look at the rest of my team, it's it's not that great. You know, like I've. Kind of running backs, on. Are, you have rough shape in running backs. Yeah, He's, my running backs are, are terrible. But I mean, Diggs is really inconsistent. And uh, I mean, I don't have like a great third receiver. Watkins has been inconsistent. Cup has been yeah. up and down, you know. Well, when he's when yeah, but yeah. I mean, if, if Cooper right, Cup plays, plays this week, then you're, you've got a consistent guy to plug in there. So, But, but Doug True. made a great point. If Cup plays is not if Cup is healthy. Those are right. two very different. Yeah, that's that's the concern yeah. for me. That that's why he's still sitting on my bench. Yeah. Yeah. When's Kansas City's bye? Have they had that yet? No. No. So yeah, so you gotta hold on to a second quarterback until then, I guess. Um I'm still going with I'm sorry, Miss Jackson here to go to uh to go to seven and two. Um this I think is the most interesting game of the week. Bless them taking on here for the beer. And here's why I say that. Here for the beer is trending upwards in the right direction. They held on to Nick Chubb the entire season. Good play. Um, and 40 chess. And I just, he is, I think he's he's headed up in the right direction. He's Jared Goff is going to throw the ball a ton against that New Orleans defense. Antonio Brown, 
Calvin Ridley, I think, uh, gets a little bit in. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Greg Olson, Adrian Peterson against a bad Atlanta defense. Um, now, he does have the Redskins defense going against Atlanta, which Sean tends to think is going to be a good play. Um, but Sean's got Drew Brees going against the Rams, Kareem Hunt and Cleveland, um, who running backs have been just torching. James White is had tends to probably have a good game. Josh Gordon, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, David Njoku. Um, LaShawn McCoy is meh. He's not a great play this week. Um, Ravens defense against Pittsburgh and then Justin Tucker. I'm, I'm interested in this game because this could be a make it or break it game for both teams. Um, Doug, do you have any opinions on this one? Man, this one's really co- close. I, uh, I lean here for the beer just because of the matchups. Although I think the projection on Nick Chubb is, is just way too high. 13.6 compared to 13.4 for James White is not accurate. Um, I think Antonio Brown, I think, is averaging like six catches for 60 yards in his last five games at Baltimore. So, I mean, that's not going to do much for for uh, here for the beer in with the way our league scoring is. Uh, I love James White in the spot. I love Michael Thomas in the spot. Uh I love Drew Brees in this spot. The only concern with Brees is they're starting to use Taysom Hill in the red zone, which is taking away some passing opportunities from Drew Brees. Taking uh, away touchdown opportunities. You know what? I'm I'm going with the underdog here. I'm going to take Blossom. All right. Well, we know who Sean's going to take, uh, so I'll get to you in a second as you throw your gang signs. Um, Fortnite dances. Try to be cool. Sure. Uh, I'm not cool. Um, and- I am as well going to go with Blossom here. Uh, I think that uh, matchups are in a good spot. So, uh, but if Sean puts up, if Blessum puts up another stinker, uh, watch out for here for the beer, and Sean will be contending for the Deadass Last Trophy. So, Sean, go ahead and show up your sign or whatever else you were doing over there. Or are you just going to continue to dance? I did obviously that backwards. Here we go. Hold on, wait. Oh. Wait. I, I, it was cool, like in fifth grade. Um, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm with you guys. This is a tough game for me. Um, I think I'm gonna win. I think my matchups are a little better. I do disagree, Doug. I think Chubb is gonna have a decent game because of how Freddie Kitchens uses running backs out in the flat, so they're gonna utilize. But well, let me back up on that. I think Duke Johnson might actually get a lot of that time. I might think more about that. That's a good point. Um, I, I don't think here for the beer has great matchups. I think he has a good team, but I don't like his matchups. You said everything about Antonio Brown, I think is key. Um, and that mine are mar- marginally better, but I think that marginally better is going to win this game for me. I don't have a bad team. I've just had some bad luck. Uh, so I'm going to go with me. Bless him. Plus Jarvis Landry dressed like a Pope. So. Like Chubb isn't a guy that's going to get used all that much in the pass game. You know, I mean, that's Johnson's yeah, there. Right. He's Chubb has played however many snaps on the year and has like six targets total, including the preseason. He's just not yeah. in their plans in the past. Yeah, game. I'm with you. I just, I wish he was because he's, he's usable. They need to split him out wide, but, do something. But Kitchen's um, offense is like, if you, them. 
if he plays a Bruce Arians offense, then he will be used more like, just like David Johnson was because he is fast. Like Chubb is fast. So there's a well, lot of unknowns. You can be fast all you want if you can't catch, you know. that That's the question. Like yeah. being able to do it at the combine or whatever and going out and doing it in a game when you're, you know, got to make a catch and avoid a hit. Yeah, because to, totally to get to 13 points, he needs 70 yards and a touchdown, which – I mean, isn't against Kansas City is very doable. Cool. Yeah, um, but I mean, if they you would you would expect given the Vegas total, given what we know about Kansas City, oh, they're going to pass the hell out of the ball. Yeah, they're going to have to be playing from behind. Yeah, I actually think the, you know, given the number of sacks that Baker's taken this year, I think the Kansas City defense is kind of sneaky this week. Well, uh, let me say into that though, that's because we had so many long developing plays; it was ridiculous. They just they couldn't hold defenses for that long for those routes to develop. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll I'm excited be, to see what it looks be like. See what Kitchens does with the offense. Um, deplorables going on to take, going to take on trust the process. Um, this is an interesting game for me because the deplorables did not get hit by any bye weeks this week. While there were like six teams on a bye, um, picked up Cam Newton in a smash spot against Tampa Bay. Uh, Todd Gurley going to New Orleans. Alvin Kamara. Um, who's going to be the only one to score anything probably against that Rams defense, Mike Evans. Uh, Sanders. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's got some good matchups. Uh, usually I don't do it because I feel like it's bad luck, but it went against me last week. Um, I think that too hot, trust the process, has too many has too many rough spots. Sonny Michelle is questionable, might not, probably won't play. Um, Joe Mixon on a bye. Allen Robinson might not play, so he's running with Ito Smith as his RB2. Uh, I think John Brown kind of gets shot down by Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tyreek Tyree Hill is – he's actually does not have a denotation, but he might not play. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think, is in a good spot with Detroit. But I'm going with, I'm going with the deplorables to, uh, to take the W on this one and to go to six and three. Give Anybody me disagree? Timmy or give me death. Sanders is gonna have a good game. Landry's gonna have a good game. Gurley will be normal. Cam's gonna have a good game. Cousins will have a good game. But Zeke, Juju, and John Brown not gonna do well this week. Give me Timmy. Yeah, Zeke, you're uh, you're a good dude. You wear sweet Hornets jackets. Uh, Best Hornets jacket I've ever seen. That was a dope jacket. You love the NBA. You love the NBA, but I think this is a week where. Uh, Trust the process may fall shy of seventy points. Ooh, oh god, that just hurts. I would putting love him in, putting him in gas territory. One of those games this week, but with, with, with my opponent. Yeah, it's, that. things are ugly in the in the twat streets this week. <laughs> the twat streets. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst way so, you could have said that. I I saved this game for last because it is like two teams that cannot fill rosters. Um. Biscuit in your pants going to the green team. The green team, I looked at their I, I looked at what they've got. They can't fill a wide receiver spot because they've got AJ Green and Larry Fitzgerald on a bye. Um, and they also can't fill a defense special team spot because their Eagles defense is on a bye. And I guess they just decide they don't want to drop them because I, they need to save them for a win. I don't they're one and seven. Um but biscuit in your pants, they're gonna have they're gonna roll with um, I guess Aaron Jones in an RB two spot, 
Uh, they'll put the Rams defense against New Orleans, and they may not fill a kicker spot. So I'm going to go with Biscuit in your pants because they have more players, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Biscuit just hasn't updated his lineup yet. Um, no, I mean, no, sure, yeah, surely he's, he's town, but... playing Keenan Allen. So I would hope he plays Keenan Allen instead of Duke Johnson and his flex. Yeah, uh, he's got some fairly good matchups, but I'm going to go right. with all jokes aside. Biscuit in your pants. Yeah. He's a Browns fan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he wouldn't play Duke Johnson in his flex. I mean, has Duke Johnson touched He's a the realist, ball? Though. Has no. he touched the ball six more times than a game? Five times in a game? No, six. six thank you. He does six. it six times okay. last week. Come yeah, on, six. It, it is the greatest part point of disdain for all Browns fans that Duke Johnson has only touched a ball a minimal time because every time he does, he changes the game. He's the best player. On, he's the best one of the best players in the offense, and he never touches the game. Come Brian, on, get Brian Baldwin, freaking ball. Brian Baldinger said something about OBJ that I think is true about Duke Johnson. He said every time he touches the ball, he feels like he has to score, and that's what Duke Johnson does. Every time he touches the ball, you can tell he wants he's going to do everything he can to score. He does he's good. He is yeah. he is really good. Um, so I think we all are, are in agreement of who is going to take that game. Um, thanks a lot. That brings us to the conclusion of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast for the week. Um, unless as somebody else has anything else to say, follow us on Twitter, uh, like us, give us five stars wherever you find us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at T L O O G one. Again, that's at T L O O G one. And because, um, Zeke is not here to say anything about it. Make sure to give Sean Guida a follow on Twitter, uh, especially on Sundays as him and Doug like to go back and forth. And I actually, if you look at it, it's not just on Sundays anymore. It's it's kind of every day. Well, so, we had some trade deadline conversation this week. Yeah. So yeah. so make sure that you are following at Sean Gaida. That's at S-E-A-N-S-E-A-N-G-A-J-D-A and at Doug Appleby at, well, sorry, at D-A-P-P-L-E-B. Uh, follow those two guys for all your back and forths, especially on Sunday when the Browns don't get a call. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. You can also follow Sean. He'll get some a uh, couple of pictures out of his uh, of his time in Cleveland. I'm sure this week as well. Yeah, I got so, one thing to add into that. So I'm I'll sure be, you did. I'll be in Columbus. Hey, listen, I'm a communicator. That's what I do. Uh, I'll be in Columbus Saturday to watch Ohio State tear a new one into Nebraska. So be on the lookout for stuff there Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I'll be at the game, expecting big things. Going to have a great time. I've only been to losses, except for one time I watched a Browns win in Atlanta. So uh, I'm just excited about the opportunity. Um, but I'm going to give one shout out, and then a personal thing I want to throw out. I want to Tim say uh, you've done a great job with the with the Twitter follow uh, and keeping new fresh things coming out and responding. So yeah, if people appreciate it. This, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're not favoriting, retweeting T-L-L-O-G-1, there's some great insight. Tim's doing a great job with the um, Twitter feed, so definitely do that. Secondarily, I'm going to let some lines cross here. Uh, we, um, I'm a pastor at a church, and we have a brand-new podcast as well. So if you're looking for a little bit of spiritual insight and maybe answer some questions, uh, some hard questions you don't feel comfortable asking, um, come follow us, Trailside Church. We're available all over the place. Apple podcast should be available tonight, uh, but Spotify and anywhere else that you would use it, rate us. Even if you don't listen to it, give us a five-star rating, try to get us uh, out there and give this podcast a five-star rating a review. Let us know how awesome Doug is with his beautiful beard and his hot takes. And uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah. Uh, 
hashtag what, what do we call those uh doug last week i think you called um God, i'm trying to think what, what you called your insights um factoids factoids that's it doug's factoids so yeah give us all a follow like i said mostly give us a a five-star review um and just let everybody let everybody know what you're listening to we we seem to enjoy it so thanks a lot for joining us guys i really appreciate it and uh we'll talk to you again next week peace out Bullet Bye. 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 Bye.